0: Welcome back to the Carnivore Yogi Podcast. Today's episode is with Ryan Carter, who is known as Levite over on Instagram. I will make sure to link his information down in the show notes for you guys. But this was a very interesting conversation because I feel like a lot of us, myself included, really get bogged down into just looking at the food, just looking at oxalates and toxins. And I'm definitely not saying that these things are not important, But I do wonder if many of us miss the boat and should look a little bit deeper into our redox function, which I've talked about a lot in other podcasts with other guests, but we really do go into redox quite a bit today. We talk about vitamin D as a metabolic marker. We talk about a whole bunch of stuff. There are lots of timestamps. I tried to be extremely detailed with those timestamps because this is a pretty detailed episode. I actually happened to listen to it a couple times myself just to make sure I absorbed all the information from the conversation. So I really do hope that you guys enjoy it and make sure you check out those timestamps. I do want to quickly remind you guys, I am doing a webinar on Sunday, April 10th about how to harness the power of your metabolism using the sun and doing that safely. So as the seasons are starting to change here, it is important that we expose ourselves to the sun safely. How do we do that? How do we build up a solar callus? How do we safely build our vitamin D stores up? So, I'm gonna go over all of that and talk also about how the sun actually can supercharge your metabolism and how to do that safely in my next webinar. So, that'll be linked in the show notes for you guys if you wanna sign up. And my two previous webinars, I think, are very relevant in this conversation I have with Ryan as well. They are both quantum health webinars. So, if you want to get a head start, those are also gonna be linked in the show notes for you guys. Now, I wanna thank quickly the two sponsors of today's episode. The first one is going to be Optimal Carnivore. We personally take their grass-fed organ complex daily here at our house. It has heart, brain, liver, kidney, spleen, thong, lung, thymus, hard to say all of it, and more. So we do not typically eat those things, but I see a lot of nutritional value in adding those to the diet. So that is a supplement that I give my daughter. I take it myself because there are a lot of other reasons why we want to add these nutrients into our diet. They're very bioavailable as well. You can use my code carnivore, uppercase Y, to save 10% on the Optimal Carnivore Supplements over on Amazon. The second sponsor of today's episode is Upgraded Formulas. You can use my code YOGI12 to save on their website and you know I love them because it really helps you to take a more targeted view of what you actually need when it comes to mineral supplementation, which we all need minerals, but how much is really going to be different for each individual. So some people need a lot more salt than other people need. Some people need more potassium. And when we run into deficiencies, we do run into health issues. We can run into mental disorders. We can run into fatigue, sleep issues. So I really love that hair tissue mineral analysis to help you dial it in, figure out what you actually need from the comfort of your own home. And it's extremely affordable, especially when you add that discount code Yogi12. So thanks again to Upgraded Formulas for sponsoring today's episode. I hope you guys enjoy it, and I'll talk with you again soon. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming back and tuning in to today's show. I am very excited about today's guest. His name is Ryan Carter, and he is known on Instagram as... Levite I hope I said that correctly you can correct me if I did not Um, he's a nutritionist and he's very into quantum health and uh, obviously sitting outside so Ryan thank you so much for being here today
1: thank you it's a pleasure to be on I've been uh, listening to your show listening to all the guests and uh, it's exciting to be on here finally
0: that's amazing. I'm like, I've been such a fan of yours for such a long time. So when I connected with you and you're like, I'm listening to your podcast with Dr. Montgomery, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I, think,
1: I think I've think i listened to all the quantum people like Carrie, Corey, Dr. Cruz. Um, those are the main ones I've, I've listened to. But yeah, I mean, I'm hungry for knowledge and wisdom, basically. So yeah. I'm like,
0: I love it. I'm the same. I've, I've, when I I want to listen to anything I can get my hands on quantum health-wise. I'm just like hungry for it at this point. So it's it's awesome to have you here. Um you're so let's just talk a little bit about your background. You're a nutritionist, correct?
1: Yes, I'm a I'm a nutritional therapist. So again, you, people can call themselves nutritionists by being a nutritional therapist. Essentially it's the same thing. The generic thing is just looking all about nutrition, but as we know. It's a bit deeper than that. There's a whole component or rabbit hole—not even a rabbit hole because it's the fundamentals—but there's a whole avenue to go and explore with lifestyle medicine. So sleep, stressors, um, sunlight exposure, darkness, body temperature or temperature, oxygen utilization or carbon dioxide utilization. There's so there's so many things. It's not really just all about nutrition. So nutritional therapist allows me the ability to think for myself, to ask better. Important questions, be very curious with my clients. And again, a fairly decentralized uh, approach with my clients. Again, that allows me to work around the world. And again, practicing safety, of course, um, not doing stupid things, but really customize and personalize nutritional lifestyle medicine.
0: I love it. And how long have you been doing this?
1: So, officially, I'm fairly new in the game, I suppose. So uh, only a year and a half uh, qualified as a nutritional therapist to get there. That was like five years of training or learning. And again, just learning the application or discovering the wisdom going beyond the curriculum. Like I would say, and even having skin in the game for my own journey, like 10 years or so. So Literally just been practicing what I preach for the last 10 years. And again, you do need that qualification, that accreditation to work with clients, um, to have insurance, to look after yourself and to show like safety is a big thing uh, because again, there's a lot of information out there and having someone respectful, uh, respectful, but also aware of interactions and limitations of certain things and can actually read studies and connect the dots is very important.
0: I agree. The thing with reading the studies, I think is huge because there's a lot of people that are, and I've talked about this on so many podcasts that they kind of cherry pick studies and say, well, this study says this, and they kind of bring them all together to support whatever theory they're trying to um, promote at the time. And I think what a lot of people don't realize, if you don't know how to read a study correctly, you just are going to believe everything everyone says, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's various degrees of of depths of studies um the methodology the actual researcher uh the publication so the actual uh, journal it's in um it, it's basically a, a, a mess a big mess and then from top of that the alternative health space um the craziness of supplementation gizmos and gadgets uh, dogma and again like people unfortunately or society like definitives and that's very rare to find in science or in health because it's it's an n equals one game and again that comes back being to a clinician is to understand all this noise and to solidify that into a system based approach with context and again obviously everyone's got different goals but technically speaking there is a quantum uh, biophysical system Which influences your biochemistry and again understanding the system allows you to focus in on what really moves the needle and instead of going to the dogma about goals or obstacles which are which are important because everybody wants to win to a certain degree and improve their health and they see that attachment with certain goals but it's about having a sustainable system in place and me being a clinician to to actually encourage this to empower people to understand this and then again, to not use my services. I don't want people to use me more than a, a year or two uh, to, to a certain degree. I want to resolve issues, whether that is fertility, whether that is, I don't know, some hypothyroidism or whether it's just being inability, the inability to actually stick to something, um, i.e. low dopamine levels, um, or whatever is going on. It's having this system in place and understanding where they're at on this journey or this spectrum and then enhancing them daily like daily wins or like one yeah. percent wins each day going towards that system and solidifying these practices
0: do you see a lot of people that really have an issue with low dopamine in your practice
1: i mean it's it's it's, it's, it's everywhere yeah. uh and again the, again like what would be low dopamine i mean it would be the critical thinking of what you don't know so again it's like your blind spot so again like You can uh, have attachment to dopamine from everywhere. But again, like we know, likely they're from modern means, be it with food, be it with entertainment, technology, drugs, alcohol, sugar, or hyperpalatable foods, even exercise, uh, even pornography. These are drainers and desensitizing our natural connection to the real dopamine hitters. And that would be the thing that I'm in right now. Yes. That would be useful on the floor. And again, this is solidifying on my biochemistry. And again, that's essentially how sunlight works. We're connected to it. We are designed to be addicted to it, especially more so, I believe or hypothesize from European descent because we have lighter melanin. So again, it's, it's, <laughs> I do notice my... my dopamine drive for the sunlight is really apparent. Um, and actually I do like reflect even on where I am right now in Mexico is that these Mexicans actually don't have the desire to be in the sun like I do. And again, really? is that because they got that photo protection, photo protection from melanin because obviously they have uh, darker skin tone. So again, I would only, I'm from the UK, so I would only get a short window of that high UV Opportunity and when it was there, I'd be out there. But like I'm talking ancestrally speaking, and again, because I'm now following the sun to a certain degree, I am just like literally all day in the sun. I don't know whether, again, I need to understand that and and apply that critical thinking. Is that a good thing for me to be doing every single day? Again, I don't think so, but again, I need to be aware of my ancestral um the bigger picture of of health and not be deluded that it's all about sun exposure and lying out there um getting all the sun because i don't think having excess sun exposure is wise i do think we need a certain stimulus and again there's that personalization and context to apply it's the same thing for cold um and just understanding this and i don't even know how how, how like what the start of the conversation went on but uh, <laughs> dopamine levels. so yes so again like being a, a, understanding the true connection to dopamine and that would be from the ground the sun and everything that i like practice myself or m- what what you might see on social media and again sure food connection or the gatherings around food that that increases dopamine. Uh, intimate relationships with your with your significant other uh, sex obviously that the explosion of um, chemicals from, from sex and orgasms and all these kind of things are very, very powerful stimulants. Um, so again, like I see, it's, it's everywhere. Uh, and unfortunately it's like a big cloud over the health space with all this dogma, supplements, dietary dogma, um, even like we discussed before this, uh, your name as an example. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously you're, you're not really a strict carnivore now. Like right. what does carnivore, like people call themselves carnivore, carnivore-ish. Like right. that's, just, that's just absolute hogwash. That's like, you might as well just call yourself an omnivore, which means right. you eat both plants and meat. Yeah. I'm sure there's context there. But like, again, you've created sort of a, not, not directing this at you, I'm just generalizing, but like you create this like segment and a, a marketing um, approach and you're, you're making people identify to this label and identity, which humans naturally like to gravitate towards. They do. Again, they that, want
0: absolutes.
1: Yeah. But again, that that crowds out our ability to critically think mm-hmm. and it g- just gets us like going down one path when like there's multiple paths available. And typically what you'll see in these like carnivore or ancestral people that that do well on these diets. It's primarily not the diet that they've done well on. It's the accumulation effect of uh, various things. So it's never just the diet or removing one food. It's a cumulative effect of sleeping better, sunning better, loving better, connecting better, moving better, breathing better. And again, this is fundamentally how we produce energy and how we deal with information or the order of an organization or system being the human body and the broader spectrum of the environment around us. So again, they never just change the diet and the diet is the sole premise of their benefits or alleviation of their problems. It's a whole array of things. And again, a study would never find this. Again, you could probably pick one thing, some compound in celery or some compound in uh, lectins or bell peppers, whatever it is, and say, this is the reason why I have my gut issues or this is the reason why I have eczema. And yeah, there might be some truth to that. But it's not a factual thing to say because there's various other things t- contributing towards it. For example, most people in the functional medicine or nutritionist space believe it's all about the gut, but they are unaware that what if we actually think back? Is it the skin then the gut? What's the interaction between the skin and the gut? No one there's really The Circadian understands
0: clock that. in the gut, that's the big thing.
1: Well, again, yeah. there's there's mechanisms. On
0: again, the, the,
1: the yeah, the body is basically as the skin is a solar panel yes and again like if you're indoors all day your solar panel is not powered and again of course that signal of the outside environment based on photoreceptors or opsins from vitamin a is going to be a little bit um a so again like the gut is in essence going to be screwed so is it really all about what you're feeding yourself on the inside or is it on the outside in as well which is a big like rabbit hole to go down uh because again Huge. like that's where blood is that's where we have oxygen tension that's where a large amount of our t-cells are on our skin and again we have the neuroendocrine system there as well um so again there's so many things in play here um and again like even functional medicine they have their own dogma and i i don't classify myself as a functional medicine practitioner or that that paradigm i'm a i'm a generalist i'm not a hormone expert i'm not a detox guy I'm not the mold man. I'm not none of them things. I'm a generalist and I truly just devour like information to connect the dots all down to you basically. Um, and again, that, that requires being a clinician to have high dopamines to be able to critically think these things um, or these processes over and see where does this apply? Does this apply to this client in front of me? Um, or are they ready for this in their journey or, the 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 healing journey to a certain degree because again not everybody's ready to do cold therapy not everybody's ready to do high dose uv uvb exposure not everybody's ready to start taking high dose b1 as an example which is getting popular i know
0: Um, elliot yeah
1: yeah i mean a great guy like he would probably be one of the people that um i look up to I'd, i'd i would uh gravitate towards in yeah. terms of the nutritional, because again, he's actually a nutritional therapist and he yeah, was on your show. He's wonderful.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: But again, um, we can't get rabbit holed by, it. it's just an oxalate one, issue.
0: One thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it all, it all comes down to basically you like redox with the handling of yes. things oxalates. So again, yes. that's a thank lucid- you.
0: That's, I just had this conversation with my group. I hate to cut you off, but like, I was talking about this bread and I was like, oh, it's this, this great you know, low carb bread. It tastes like this bread that you could get at the steakhouse, but you make it with um, like coconut flour and flaxseed. And they were like, oh my God, oxalates. And I was like, dude, if your redox function is good, You can have a little bit of flaxseed, you can have some spinach, you can have these things, and it doesn't completely wreck your body. And that's what has been so frustrating for me from the vantage point that I'm in is that people get so hung up on, like you said, the oxalates or this or that or the plant toxins and this. And you know, that's what's wrecking your health, but they're unwilling to look at the full picture of what the rest of their life looks like, you know?
1: Well, again, that comes through the oxalate issue. Again, there's a big of, there's a big nutritional dogma there. Uh, and again, I do think there's, there's, um, merit to Definitely. what they are suggesting, because again, would we inherently eat spinach powder
0: Hell no.
1: or almond meal <laughs> no. or all these type of foods in excess? No, no, no way. No way. So there is a premise there of overloading the system. Yes. And again, there's a premise there of the microbiota there, use of antibiotics, um, even the light going through your eye would actually have a mechanistic role in your ability to handle oxalates, basically. Yes. And that would be coming down to like glutathione levels or the recycling of glutathione levels, which again is a, a premise of a pathway called the NADPH. Um, and again, typically with people with low redox, NADPH is not there. Yeah. Um, and then we'd also see issues with estrogen we'd also see issues with uh melatonin synthesis um also cortisol immune activity um and everything else and again like these are the people typically like we know indoors around you uh, in, in, uh around like non-native emfs um and again they're placing these devices literally on their gut in on their brain with like um
0: airpods, AirPods. yeah exactly
1: yeah. and like Again, anything that activates calcium in these cells literally opens up the gut, opens up the blood-brain barrier, not only for the things that come in there that we don't want, like endotoxins, like, um, I don't know, parasites, viruses, you name it, but also from the the good stuff seeping out. So now we lose the good stuff. And this is actually not just in the barrier. This is actually working every single cell of the body in every single mitochondria there's a pore Uh, and again when that redox when that membrane potential or the oscillation uh or the biogenic bioenergetic energy whatever you want to describe it as when that drops things go out we lose magnesium we lose the b vitamins so is it really all about deficiency in organs i don't think so i think it's the the inability to hold on and to remove, but also to put a barrier in place and to have those guards on the door, the security, like the bouncers on the nightclub to be able to say, stay in there or stay out. And again, that's, that's Redox controlling that. Um, and again, the first thing to do to, to support that is like spending time outside. Um, and again, food definitely does a, has a role because it's in direct contact with the um with your with your enterocytes. So it is important. But again, it all comes back down to light. If your food
0: is light, right?
1: Well, it's stored, yeah, it's stored light. Yeah. And then basically we just reverse the process inside our mitochondria and release light as a result. Yes. Um, infrared light. But we also, when the cells are stressed, we also release extreme low frequency UV light as well. And that's actually a free radical. It's a, it's a signaling cascade. Um, to induce growth as well or to induce repair processes such as apoptosis or autophagy. And again, if that vitamin A cycle, like I described earlier, is not in place and as, again, like something that you promote or or talk about is shellfish, fish, that DHA is not there with that vitamin A, then there's going to be problems. Um, There's going to be problems with things such as apoptosis, autophagy, leptin as well.
0: Yeah, I think we talk so much about autophagy and everyone's like, "Oh, you have to do all this fasting and you have to be in ketosis." And I was ta- I'd love to hear your take on this. I was talking with a client this morning and she's like, "I just can't get ketones very high." And I said, "I don't want you to stress out about that. I want you to focus on your sleep because autophagy happens when we have adequate melatonin production." So, if you're doing everything with the light that I've taught you, right? You're outside as much as you can. She's in, you know, Minnesota, so it's a little harder for her, but she's doing it. She's making it work. Um, I said, what I want you to think about is you're sleeping well. You're getting good deep sleep. Your aura ring says you're getting good deep sleep. You're getting autophagy. You know, as long as you're not eating before bed, you don't have to have these super high ketones or do these. You know, um, I think fasting is great. It has a place, but she's just stressed out because she's her ketones are low. Um, I'd love to hear what you think about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it depends. Like, how did you measure those ketones? Breath, urine, blood. Uh, blood. So again, again, if you are burning fat and you being very efficient with those ketones, would you see high elevations of ketones? No, not really. So mm-hmm. understanding that nuance, maybe there's some defects in our ability to break down fats or the fatty mm-hmm. acids or transport them inside the cell mitochondria and to actually beta-oxidize them. So there's a, there's a premise there. And again, it depends on our environment. And again, mitochondrial health with the ability to induce autophagy. Sometimes autophagy is not a smart move as well. Maybe we, again, there, there's a seasonal approach with things, apoptosis, autophagy. And again, that typically occurs with hibernation, cellular regeneration, uh, and it comes into and touches upon like NAD levels, serptunes, uh, senescent cells, all these kind of processes, oxygen. Um, again, I wouldn't directly like chase ketones, yeah. but again, I wouldn't want to be in a limbo state where there's no glucose coming in yeah. and there's not really utilization of fatty acids coming in as well. So again, that would be a bit of like mayday to the central nervous system, which would require one of those fuel sources and again the the body keeps glucose stable and it keeps it stable via uh, four hormones doing so so it's fairly important to keep glucose levels stable um, opposed to one hormone keeping them down Um, so that tells you a lot about the importance or the premise of going without food for a while or fasting Um, we came want to maintain our glucose levels Um, that one insulin hormone to keep it down shows you that you wouldn't have had the abundance of carbohydrates to a certain degree. And perhaps there's maybe some haplotype or SNPs involved with um, the transporters or the the, uh, ribosome RNA or whatever's going on there. Um, So again, if you're sleeping well, if you're doing a little bit of fasting, if you can do some fasted, uh, low-intensity cardio, alongside of that in the morning, then that, that's all you need to do. And again, it's a tool. All these things are tools. And again, there's generally a seasonal approach, depending on where you are, of inducing these tools as well. Not yeah. everybody is ready to be do fasting. What we do know is when we do fast is that we actually yeah, we break down fats. We actually yeah. now, from the accumulation of uh, environmental toxicants, xenobiotics you know, in our environment, that's where, the fat get, that's where they get stored in the fat. So if we yeah. are doing a chronic cardio, uh, calorie restriction, maybe doing crazy amounts of cold therapy, uh, fasting, then again, that that xenobiotics, these environmental toxicants are now being processed, transported in circulation. And again, that in itself is a stressor. Yeah. Um, that in itself as well is a risk of cardiovascular um, um, adverse events, essentially. And again, like LPS, lipopolysaccharides, is literally one of the triggers for the majority of modern diseases, be it with endothelial dysfunction, be it with um, heart issues, um, heart attacks. And again, um, Dr. Michael, uh, I, can't, I can't pronounce his surname, Twyman, who's on your show oh, yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like, I had an amazing like, one-on-one conversation with him, like just privately. Discussing this, literally just picked his brains, and um, he said it's just so apparent. And then again, like we would never have the permeability in our gut to be having these LPS presented to our liver or our kidneys or to the macrophages and inducing all this damage every single day. Um, yeah. But again, like fasting does provide a break. Especially for the enterocytes, especially for the microbiota, to basically to remove probably dysbiotic opportunistic bacteria and allow the enterocytes to nourish again. Only if we got a good baseline, fundamental or foundation of health. Um, and again, sure, some nutrients are, are needed for that: um, sulfur, some amino acids, of course, um, the fat-soluble vitamins, and of course DHA there in the gut. Um, but again, it gives us a break. And again, it's, it's, I've actually recently started doing more fasts. Maybe I noticed every- that
0: on your social media, you've been doing a lot yeah. more fasting.
1: Yeah. So again, like, I, I probably been neglect- neglecting that for a while, but now I'm doing like 36 hour fast, 48 hour fast. And again, I don't, I do not have an association to call it something or like whatever I'm chasing autophagy, whatever it is, or chasing ketones. It's just a great, it's just a great tool and a reset. And again, yeah, it's going to elicit a calorie deficit. So it's going to enhance some body composition improvements. Uh, it, it, it's going to give me a break for the attachment with food. So again, I'm not always thinking about food. Like food evolutionary would just be about like hunting something, killing something and eating it and then just chilling the F out. Right. And then when you're hungry again, you just go out and do the same process. We wouldn't have had this like three box meals per day constantly thinking about food surrounded with food or when we turn on our social media or recipes or ads or whatever's going on so again we're 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 so surrounded by this culture of just thinking about food and again this this takes up storage in our brain um, and takes us away of being present or connecting or doing other things so again it's a good tool especially when you're traveling i traveled from um the united arab emirates uh to, to mexico um last week and again like I'm not going to eat on a plane. That's like no. the worst place in the yeah. like world. The worst Agreed. place in the world that you could possibly <laughs> do is like eat on a plane. Like yeah. you have no idea what you're doing to yourself. Yeah, um, you You're well in this hunt.
0: box of radiation, you know, and then you're going to eat while you're but, in there. It's, yeah.
1: And it's, it's not even that. It's like your, your, your body's ability to utilize oxygen, oxygen or your ability to make ATP and intracellular water, which you've obviously discussed with Carrie, or your ability to be, have that, Exclusion zone um, or have high redox in your plasma, that, that just drops. So again, like why would I want to put food in my body when it's not really going to be utilized? And again, like we should be able to not eat for at least 12 hours or 16 hours without yeah. any problems. If that's the case, then again, like there's some big problems going on with your metabolism. And again, if you even believe that some people out there say fasting is a stressor, it's complete BS as well. Um everything is a stressor. It's about your perspective or perception of that. And like, again, if you can't adapt to a fast of 12 to 16 hours or 24 hours, like, again, you would have perished, like you would not have survived. And that significant that, 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 um, shows that you are not in a good place.
0: I agree. And yeah, I I went that way for a little while with fasting because I think I did too much of it. And so I was kind of, against fasting for a while. And then when I started working with, um, Dr. Hunt last year, she was like, I need you doing at least one 24 hour fast a week. And, you know, starting to do maybe a 48 hour fast every month. And I was just like, well, isn't that going to be, isn't that going to ruin my hormones? Isn't that going to be too stressful? And she's like, no, <laughs> she's like, it's not, unless you get below a certain body fat percentage, your hormones are going to be fine. Um, cause I think there's a lot of fear mongering about fasting um that it's it's gonna ruin your hormones and this that and the other and yeah if you do it too much absolutely but i think that we've kind of swung the other way where people are afraid to go more than like three hours without having a snack
1: Well, that's like the pro-metabolic diet crap yeah
0: oh god yeah Uh, (laughs) i've seen some of your comments about that lately i'm like yes
1: (laughs) it's just i mean it's just again it's just uh a paradigm come from, um, well, again, I don't even think it's come from his mouth, uh, from uh, Ray, Ray Pete, Pete, yeah, which, we call, which like I call Peterians. <laughs> yeah. Um, and again, like you throw in a bit of work from Molly Robbins, um, mm-hmm. maybe listen to some guy called Matt Blackburn, Yeah, and again, or, or Carnivore Elias. And again- like, Well, got Matt e- Blackburn
0: and- is now like, he says he doesn't want to have anything to do with the Ray Pete anymore, just over the weekend. <laughs> I Breaking mean, I, news. I think,
1: well, again, he, he blocked me basically. So I, I don't even see what he does <laughs> because I was questioning his dogma around DHA. Yeah, um, And again, like, I think my uh, girlfriend basically showed or told me that he's now promoting cod liver oil. He is, home. yeah.
0: He just so started again, this just weekend.
1: Like, yeah, so again, it's just like, this is what happens when you are following a quote unquote leader or guru. A
0: guru, yeah.
1: That used definitives it's all about this. It's vitamin E, but did, does he also know that vitamin E actually inhibits tyrosinase and right. melanin synthesis, uh, melanin synthesis? Does he know that as well? No, he doesn't. But again, he's pushing a vitamin E paradigm. With yeah. His I was
0: taking vitamin E and I did a genetic consult with Dr. J, Anthony J. And he's like, don't go near vitamin E. That's absolutely contraindicated for your genetics terrible and i was like yeah. oh crap he's like no this is toxic for you so not yeah. everyone well, should be taking vitamin e
1: well again it's just like it's 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 from like vitamin e's typically from polyunsaturated fatty acids right or containing foods and again it's a derivative of i think on his one from sunflower oil which again is a big premise of that anti poofer movement yeah and again like there's nature designed that vitamin e to be combined with the polyunsaturated fatty acid for that for that very reason and again like taking excess influences various feedback cycles or feedback mechanisms and cycles to do with vitamin c glutathione the peroxida, uh, peroxidones and all these other um, uh, metabolic pathways so again if you're just taking this one thing that is going to be Doing you don't even know what and again are these people actually measuring no they are happy to spend two hundred dollars on like a three month subscription but again getting to do a vitamin e test or i don't know i think a vitamin e test is like 60 80 pounds which would probably be a hundred dollars
0: yeah again, they're cheaper not... than that i have a micronutrient level test for 99 dollars. you can get your b vitamins e a all of that run it's super cheap well,
1: well, well there you go then and again yeah. like that removes the dogma and that allows you to be the n equals one and again you should become the ceo and doctor of your body not some guru you shouldn't outsource it to, to anybody else because again they change their tune whether it is like sugar is toxic and now you eat all the fruit juices that you want with your steak yeah. or uh, everyone should avoid honey and tropical fruit now like eat, eat fruit and honey with your steak or like glaze your steak with honey which for me, sounds disgusting.
0: I know. I have no interest in that at all.
1: But again, again, again it, it comes back to the thing I said earlier, is that, yeah, they obviously improved their diet. They removed the junk food. But again, it's the cumulative effects and the other effects come in, be it that they're probably spending time up more. Maybe they're in the water more. Uh, right. Maybe they're surfing more. Maybe they're grounding more. Um, right. Maybe they're spending less time on social media. But now they're turning off the Wi-Fi um or phones on airplane mode so this again it's never one definitive thing uh, and again dopamine levels critically think because there's a lot of information out there and again i've been there i've 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 done those things as well but again i'm also now in a position where i can read what these people are doing and assess it and then see where that fits in this a system um unbiased approach is this really relevant does this make sense? And again, I, I follow a lot of Dr. Jack Cruz's stuff. And again, I would be reading his his blog posts, which are literally one of the hardest things that you could probably ever do.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, it's written for doctors. It, well, it's, it's, I don't think it's, it's not really written for doctor, doctors. It's written for people who who just want to like, I don't know, just go crazy because it's so yeah. hard. <laughs> it actually, is. Like, understand that it's like um encrypted basically yeah um so it takes a lot of dedication to read it all but again i'd be reading the citations that he would be providing i would actually be f- like quote-unquote fact-checking it myself seeing if it matches up and then again it's not like i'm gonna i'm a, I'm a disciple of dr jack Cruz. i d- highly respect his work and a lot of my understanding does come stem from him or what he's passed on to the community with the books uh, and other people in the field but again it's always checking like how does this fit and connecting the dots and never being too swayed by one person and again the real leaders like uh, i'm trying to think of a quote there's a quote about, about leaders it's not about being like a, a follower it's about teaching people to lead themselves basically lead themselves to water like you you don't tell someone um i think it's a there's another there's another quote about fishing and catching a fish like about how you teach someone how to fish then you never oh like, yeah uh, i thought I like the quote teach gone, a man to think,
0: fish and he'll never go hungry or something like that right something like that yeah yeah
1: so again it's like understanding these these premises and how these fit and the fundamentals and again you don't need to worry too much about Whether you have a MAO uh, issue or deficiency in, um, I don't know, B5, an example, Uh, because the likelihood, again, B vitamins are water soluble. If you're not holding water or making water very well, how do you think that's going to work out for your B5 levels? Right. Not very well. So, again, there's no surprise. And, again, these are all based on enzymes. Are your enzymes working well? Which is basically all to do with, like, again, redox and protons to a certain degree. Yes. How much can you hold charge, and the activity of these enzymes? How well are they going to be expressed? Um, your ubiquination rate, so how fast or slow you degrade protein or the recycling of proteins? Um, all these premises that come into the picture. So again, does everyone need a B5 for supplement? Generally, not at the start. Yeah. Uh, and this is essentially what I do with clients is there's a lot of um, room for improvement with the fundamentals why would i want to waste someone's two thousand dollars with testing from the get-go right why don't we actually improve their fundamentals let's see that the the libido increase let's see them start dreaming again to a certain degree let's see their hunger increase let's see them get stronger in the gym if they're training let's let's see their bowel movements improve using a bristol stool chart let's see that hrv increase a little bit again maybe then is a more applicable time to see if they have any shortages or any apparent micronutrient deficiencies. And then that's when we can possibly explore things such as testing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love the, what I've learned from, you know, doing the quantum health TV program and just talking to so many amazing people like yourself in the quantum health space, is always redox before you detox. And there's so many functional medicine practitioners who just are like, well, let's do detox this and detox that and um, put you on all these supplements. And it's like, until you actually have improved someone's redox function, it's going to be a huge waste of money and time, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm actually doing a—I don't know whether to label them uh, or say their name because I—I don't want to throw them under the bus. But I'm doing a—I just completed a detox talks a detox course by one of the quote-unquote experts in the industry uh, with his old supplement line. Well, he's a he as well. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's just, yeah, they present the problems. And here's the solutions, right? Here's the, here's the products for, and again, this is so apparent in the industry is here's the problems, whether it's plastics, whether it's heavy metals, whether it's X, Y, and Z. And again, we can connect it. Here's some studies to show high mercury levels, or here we can say like oysters contain cadmium uh, or whatever's going on. Um, And then here's the solution. This is the solution. Here's one study. And again, not factoring in like mitochondria um, Mm -hmm. efficiency, thyroid levels, all these other components to look at like, me, like um, metabolic um, health, circadian yeah. rhythm uh, and again, we can even utilize things such as vitamin D as a light proxy, not as a supplement proxy but as a light proxy. How much charge can you hold? Um, yeah. That's what I use vitamin D as, uh, not to see if you're deficient or not, but to see how much light your body has or can assimilate and store So, again, when our vitamin D levels are low, typically what that, and again, that's the 25 hydroxy vitamin D, the storage form, when that is low, that's showing that the when 25 is typically more active to a certain degree and it's utilizing up or using all that stored. Or again, it could just be you can't bury light energy in your solar panel, in your skin because you're deficient you're, you're dehydrated and again it's not yeah. about drinking copious amounts of water no it's about the intracellular water that we make from metabolism and again you talked a lot probably about this with Carrie. we actually made a really amazing article on my website discussing water
0: Yes. um
1: and again there's lack of water intracellularly or intermitochondrially then you are not going to hold charge you are essentially not going to be able to make vitamin D.
0: Yeah, I think that's what people don't really understand. They're like, oh, I'm dehydrated. Um, I just need to drink more water when it's a matter of not necessarily the water. It's about, are you grounding? Are you exposing your body to infrared light, you know, and sunrise and sunset? Are you going outdoors? If there's UV light available, are you getting any? that i never understood that until i started connecting with people like carrie and we really broke this down because i was always kind of chronically dehydrated all the time yeah. and then when i learned how to flip off the wi-fi you know we're, we just bought a brand new house and i'm not even allowing wi-fi in the house like we're getting it hardwired my husband thinks i'm crazy still but he's kind of going with it just because he's seen my health like dramatically improve over the last year yeah. <laughs> but things like that make a difference, you know, and my daughter who um, has autism, she says when the Wi-Fi is on the walls are screaming, that it, it actually, it bothers her a lot when the Wi-Fi is on. And when my phone's not on airplane mode, she can tell like it, it makes her head hurt. And so, you know, we have to take these things into account and stop just blaming the food, you know, oh, you're dehydrated because you're not eating carbohydrates.
1: Well, again, that, that sucks. <laughs> well, again, that comes down to like, again, you need water.
0: Yeah. You need water in carbo- the cells.
1: Yeah. Well, well, you need water to be able to, uh, to store those carbohydrates as glycogen essentially right. as well. So again, that's when prob- possible issues arise as well. Um, just, I just remember something I just went off track. Um, we'll come back to it. It'll, it'll come okay. back in a second.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, I guess we're talking about the whole, you know, just looking at your environment as a whole, I think is important. Um, when you remember, let's go back to it, but I did want to pick your brain a little bit about, um, vitamin A toxicity. Cause that seems to be a, a topic. And I'm like, I think a lot of it has to do with your vitamin D status, you know, cause these, these vitamins are fat soluble, right? A, D, E, and K. And there's been a lot of, cause I post about organ meats or organ meat supplements and people start freaking out and saying, oh my gosh, you're gonna get vitamin A toxicity if you take the organ meats. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's actually a study to show that consumption of um, actual whole food vitamin A causes toxicity apart from, I think a few maybe looking at seal whale liver uh, or even like moose liver as an example. So I don't think consuming Mm -hmm. chicken livers or beef liver is something to worry about. Um, And again, the thing here is to actually look at how food was probably consumed. So again, would a human or another animal as an example, always be consuming liver every Every single day day in small doses every single day? I don't think that would be the case. I think Mm -hmm. they would have hunted, caught it, ate the liver, and then like gone without food for like a, a while, or maybe not had the liver, or, or another, another um, a colleague or friend or, of the family of the, the um, or people, person, sorry, <laughs> would have would have consumed the liver on the next animal. So again, I don't think it's something that we would have consumed copious high amounts of, generally. Um, and again, it comes back down to light, how vitamin A actually gets oxidized and actually goes to its active form on the skin or in the eye. And again, that's uh, connected to vitamin D, the vitamin A and vitamin D cycle. There's, yes. there's that in the brain, but also in the skin and also in the gut. And again, when we are consuming too much vitamin D, or maybe we are in too much light, our vitamin A levels actually can go down. Uh, for example, like, like I said earlier, like I'm from European descent my vitamin A levels from the sun would probably be rapidly more oxidized alongside things such as B2 and folate, which actually degrade or photooxidize in the sun. Um, and again, that's typically how people see more yellow urine is when they do sun exposure. It's actually typically the vitamin B2 from in the skin being degraded and you're peeing it out. Um, so going back to the point, I, yeah, I, don't, I think you can go overboard on on anything. anything yeah i think liver could possibly be the case but again for most people they're having copious amount of blue light so they're typically oxidizing the vitamin a from their system so they probably need to replenish it the thing with the replenishment requires the emulsification of fat soluble vitamins and then for it to be transported in the body and then to actually be uptaken in the cell in the peripheral cells and again is there defects there is it just high in circulation for that very reason. What's the liver stores of the vitamin A as well? And again, like, again, we can just measure that. We can look at ceruloplasmin. We can measure vitamin A in the blood. measure vitamin D and have an understanding of what's going on here. And again, that removes some of the the concerns and actually just testing, not guessing. Um, And again, you don't need to go crazy with liver. Uh, You don't, like, need to eat, like, a every single day in each meal Um, so again apply a little bit of common sense yeah um but it is it's always every single nutrient pathway is also connected to some other things yes so again is there a lack of dha in the processing of vitamin a especially for things such as thyroid uh, physiology um
0: yeah. So I think there's simple. so many people that are afraid of, of seafood. There's a lot of fear mongering around seafood and we eat it pretty often. I eat sardines probably two or three times a week. I have salmon roe, cooked salmon, you know, I don't go overboard with it, but we have it fairly often here. Cause I feel like with my daughter having autism, it's really does help her brain quite a bit. And I feel like it's, it's an important thing, but people are afraid of like the mercury toxicity, and so I know so many people that just completely avoid it altogether. You know. Yeah. Well, again,
1: it's understanding human evolution. There's a great right. book called "Survival of the Fattest" by um, Michael Crawford, and it discusses human evolution or brain necephalization, so the expansion of the human brain and its connection to the thyroid or thyroid physiology, and dependent on the minerals and the DHA. And again, that's why babies babies are not grow uh, uh, develop outside of uh the parent of the mother um because again if their brain was that big from from birth it wouldn't fit out the birth canal so again that's breast milk um that's coming from your dha stores from the breast milk um and again are the concerns of heavy metals real like, again I don't from what I actually read uh, a few weeks ago of, of oysters and mercury there's nothing there the only concern would be cadmium and again like cadmium sh- all these heavy metals all these environmental toxicants they shouldn't really be a concern if we have right. good health and again the microplastics that's again it shouldn't really be going through the gut lining to a certain degree and again even then we have the the, the immune cells the, the lymphatic system to to potentially deal with it as well um but again i think with the increasing concentration of these these toxins the the quality of where you buy your food it, it does matter but again it's also the case with plant foods plant foods don't get a free pass green powders don't get a free pass they're just much as exposed to things such as glyphosate, glyphosate yeah. um and like and even like things such as liver, livers also accumulates toxins as well if it's not from good quality sources. Right. Um, so again, it's like potentially seafood could be a problem for you, such as consuming like shark, swordfish, yeah, the and larger ones. Tuna. yeah, yeah. But it could, but it's also potentially the antidote as well. There's there's a a study from like maybe ten years ago that looked at a Pacific Islands uh, of females who were pregnant and they were consuming, I think, tuna, I believe in tuna every single day. And they had no issues with mercury whatsoever. Um, No issues with the baby, uh, even on the follow-up study, uh, even the follow-up period of like five years with IQ, No, no, no differences with the control group, nothing whatsoever. So again, are those people, do they have high redox? And again, inside the tuna as well was the selenium, the iodine, the DHA, the zinc. And you name it, that's how we deal with mercury to a certain degree. Right. So again, the, the the poison potentially is small, the antidote is large, and the beneficial effects are greater. So again, redox before detox.
0: Right. And that's what I think people don't understand a lot about eating something like salmon roe, because you're going to get everything's going to balance there right for the thyroid you've got the selenium you've got the iodine and those i see so many people now that are supplementing with iodine and i'm like if if you would just eat you know enough dha seafood you probably would, wouldn't necessarily need to supplement with iodine and i think there can it can be problematic if people are over supplementing with iodine what do you think
1: yeah i mean the mega doses put forward by i think his name is brownstein i think mm-hmm. that's his name the 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 crazy amounts like yeah, um mgs and again like the, the rda of iodine is 150 um, mcg and that's 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 like literally a quarter of a teaspoon maybe even less than that of kelp powder as an example so it's fairly very like fairly small um and again that's to prevent like diseases and issues so not really looking at optimal health but ideally yeah from whole foods and again iodine is an important micronutrient it's um it's like the number one protector of dha or po- polyunsaturated fatty acids in the brain um it allows us to actually create more uh piezoelectricity or dc current in the body uh, as well and again what's going to be impeding that it will be fluoride to a certain degree and again that's like years of i don't know water um Water. toothpaste and again mm-hmm. your your parents your grandparents medications in the mix there as well ssris mm-hmm. like, typically antibiotics as well contain fluoride it's, it's, it's literally everywhere um yeah. and again it's like second most reactive um element on the periodic table below oxygen so again it blocks the currents of energy these the direct currents DC electric current of, of, um, of the body.
0: Yeah. I know. I, I, my husband was like, why are you throwing out all the toothpaste a few years ago? (laughs) Like, because it's got fluoride in it. Like, I will not allow fluoride in my house. All of our water's filtered. Like, no, 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 not, not good for your teeth, not good for your health at all. But people still, you know, go to the dentist and they're like, we're going to give you a fluoride treatment, (laughs) you know, (laughs) please don't do that. (laughs)
1: but again it's uh, this comes back down to like the general public is that they've allowed the centralized conventional system and they trust them that they're Mm going to do the right thing right and that could also be said for the economy that could be said for everything basically this is good it's good for you there's no side effects just take it get on with you don't question it yeah Uh, and if you take the alternative view, you're a quack right um, yeah and again most people just say i want an easy life i'll take yeah. it uh your story sounds convincing yeah you're you're a doctor you're in a high position of uh, authority um yeah people generally think and i do think doctors generally do mean to do well but again when they finish med school typically they don't need to further educate themselves that they're they're Great. dumb they're good they yeah. they have a nice income they get looked after they want an easy life and then there's you saying like fluoride this or glyphosate that or yeah. XYZ yeah yeah you're you're crazy you're thinking too much and again that probably be said to family members as well you're oh, the yeah. black sh- you're you're the black sheep uh um, oh, I'm the weird
0: one for sure <laughs> yeah
1: again it's like like crazy is good like who wants to be normal who wants to be who wants to be the norm like who wants the norm lab ranges who wants to feel like normal like the general population which has like metabolic dysfunction chronic modern diseases not just one but several poor quality of life not be able to like wipe their bum when they're 70 touch their toes um like that's no way to go out that's no way to thrive and again that's a choice like optimal health is a choice and again it's just like it is it always comes down to the person the client whether or not they are willing to change whether they're willing to unlearn what they learn and then relearn again yeah. and again there there is like you said previously you could get too overblown with the fluoride thing you could get too overblown with the glyphosate yeah. thing <clears throat> yeah. you could get too overblown with like all my meat has to be grass-fed uh someone was staying with me in the in in united arab Emirates and like they were like losing their mind because I was using a plastic chopping board to cut my meat. And again, like, (laughs) this isn't my house. Right. I'm traveling here. I've been traveling for the last year. I I live nomadically. Like I'm not going to carry a wooden chopping board around with me. No. For the sake of this, I'm not going to lose sleep. There's bigger fights. There's bigger battles to worry about. Right. Uh, As an example, like blue light, sleep, sunlight and everything else. My concern with plastic with cutting my meat on is, is like, so small but i wouldn't even blink an eye about it yeah. um it's like choose your battles um choose your battles wisely and like again as a great phase by a uh, phrase by jack like be careful who packs your parachute
0: i like that yeah and i feel like i learned that myself over the winter because i kind of slacked on doing like perfect diet you know i tried to just still eat seasonally but i never would really allow myself to eat much dairy But this winter I ate like all the raw dairy I wanted and just kind of enjoyed it. And my health actually got better over the winter because I was doing cold plunging three times a week. I was making sure to get my DHA in. I was grounding. I was doing sunrise, doing all the things with light blue blockers. And I could kind of get away with more things in my diet at Christmas. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to go to the, the family dinner, eat what everyone else is eating, which is rare for me. And I was fine. Like it, it didn't cause an issue at all. And that was the point that it kind of, I stopped and I'm like, wow, I've been so freaked out about diet and doing everything perfectly. And if I had gotten all these other pieces correct the whole time, I don't think I would have had to make, you know, all of this so stressful on myself, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that just sounds like you got freedom back. And essentially that is totally, that's basically what health is all about to be able to have the freedom. So you don't need a prescription pad. You don't need any supplements for your health. uh, You don't need to worry about plastic boards. You got freedom. And again, if that's you letting your hair down and having something over Christmas, like, so be it. You got the freedom to choose and make an empowered choice, whether you can handle that um, effect possibly, or just embrace it and live life on the edge uh, right. and go crazy <laughs> but yeah. again um that comes again it comes down to your your innate health and ability to handle that because again i don't think like that 80 20 principle really applies to most people out there because they have compromised health. i don't think yeah. people can get away with an 80 20 um way of living if they want to be free of modern diseases now again that's always someone's choice if they wanna i don't know play video games on their on their balls basically or uh, stay up late till four o'clock in the morning or never expose their skin or wear sun cream or whatever whatever madness or craziness to us uh that appears it's their choice um yeah. and again it's their right to live the life that they want to live and again like there shouldn't be no dictatorship with health it's a choice but again you should understand the pros and the cons with every scenario but obviously that's not really shared with general advice out there um you just get told one story about sun's toxic right or that you need to eat 20 um different types of vegetables from all different colors and have like 50 grams of fiber per day which is not really true either. no so again there's never definitive answers like the 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 notion of like the eat well plate is just complete bogus like all the conventional things are just complete like like rubbish to a certain degree yeah. um cholesterol levels and again there, there is oh gosh, a, yeah. there is there is like some context to these uh for example cholesterol levels but yeah. just because it's like um like high doesn't mean that you should not be concerned like right. you you should and there's maybe further truth or thought to go down the line with that is that cholesterol total cholesterol elevated LDL cholesterol or lipoproteins is it is it a risk factor it, what what's the subfraction of that what are the particle uh, sizes and numbers like um what's the 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 hscrp like what's the yeah like what's the other markers going alongside that?
0: Yeah, you're um, omega six to three, like.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you have people now promoting like high cholesterol is, is a great, great thing. Well, yeah, there's there's context not to always.
0: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why uh, I had Dr. Twyman on because I felt like he could really give like a non-biased um, answer to that. And so I, he did a really good job of talking about that because it is not always a good thing, I don't think.
1: Yeah, 100%. And yeah. um, again, like conventional medicine literally just looks at the, the icing on the cake of like fat, uh, um, like lipoproteins or cholesterol, and they're not actually looking below that. So it's like, oh, you have total cholesterol, just take a statin. And again, that is gonna set you up to like um, exercise issues, um, low CoQ10, like just fatigue in general. Yeah. What, why are they not testing further markers? Because, again, that's not their paradigm. That's not supported by the people who are paying um, no wages to a certain degree. Um, And there's so many conflicts.
0: Yeah, there are. There's so many conflicts. Um, Well, I would love to ask quickly. I know we've been talking for a while. um, You know, you're doing the nomadic life. What really made you shift from living in the UK to kind of chasing the sun, as you said earlier, was there a big turning moment for you that, that made you want to do that?
1: I mean, even before I left, I was chasing the sun, but I mm-hmm. was probably more chasing a cold as well. Yeah. So uh, I, I love the cold. My body actually craves cold. Yeah. Uh, I love being cold. Um, the big shift basically was the realization that I didn't need to be in a clinic in a poxy room in Hardy Street. I didn't need to subscribe to that uh, nutritionist uh, model or line of work. And again, 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 (laughs) again, um, freedom with health, but also freedom with life. Like why would I want to be stuck in London in a a dense packed populated city when I could just be living wherever I choose? And again, that could maybe be, that could, that might look being in, in Abu Dhabi, Abu Dhabi, sorry, for, for five months, that could look like being in Mexico, Costa Rica, like Morocco, wherever I see fit, and to be flexible um, and to live life on my terms. Um, and again, it provides a cheaper practice to run. It provides cheaper costs for my clients because now I don't have overheads with a clinic. Um, and again, like, why would I wanna just stay in one place why do I want to limit myself? Why wouldn't I want to explore and see animals, wildlife, meet people, see different cultures? Because again, that that we we have the ability. And again, like all the detriments of modern technology, there is also benefits there to be found as well. So, utilizing air travel, and again, not not going on a plane every single week or month by any means, but like utilizing it because it's wonderful. Um, And again, I don't know. I'm like, I, I don't think I'm ever going to return to London again, basically, to live.
0: Really?
1: Yeah, I think, again, I've got, like, an apartment in London. And I'm even, like, questioning, like, I should just sell that and, I don't know, put that money somewhere else, which actually provides more lucrative um, income and be completely free. Um, and just, like... I mean, I literally don't know where I'm going to be in next month at this moment in time. I I don't know. And it's kind of cool not knowing these things as well. Living life on the edge.
0: Wow. That's very cool. I have a a meditation teacher of mine does the same thing, but he sold his apartment in L.A. a few years ago. He was like, I'm just going to get rid of everything.
1: (laughs) But but saying that, you have to understand that the context of that is like, I don't have kids. yeah i don't have a really high mortgage or anything like that i don't have any real ties to be anywhere so again i've got the ability if i had a kid that was like one two young age i most likely would have to change that um i can be selfish in a way so that allows me to do these kind of things but inherently i chose to do that at this moment in time so
0: Yeah, there's definitely a trade-off to that. Like my um, meditation teacher, I was just talking about, he, you know, he's 50, he doesn't have children, not never been married. And he's just kind of like the eternal nomad <laughs> bachelor. And he loves it. He lives in Mexico city right now. He just travels everywhere and teaches and writes books. And I'm like, yeah, that's that for me would not be a realistic because I have family and, and all that stuff here, but I think it's, it sounds lovely.
1: <laughs> yeah. And again, like when you come to like maybe not Mexico, but other developing parts of the world, like cost of living is super cheap. Oh, yeah. And again, like what's happening out there with prices of food Gas. and whatnot or living. Yeah. Like again, like yeah, it's expensive to live in the modern, um, modern world. So oh, again, yeah. setting yourself free of all these chains and commitments, not having bills, uh, not having anything in your name to a certain degree. And again that, that just frees up frees up mental space time and again like time's a proxy for your health um again it's like from from my journey was like i didn't realize this job or like say it's a job but it's something i love to do but being a nutritional therapist get, would be able to give me the freedom that i'm having right now i wasn't yeah. i was unaware that i could possibly do this and it wasn't if it wasn't for like covid and all that pandemic madness I would probably be stuck in London, I reckon. I yeah. wouldn't have like gone out there and like understood Zoom or Google Meets or or even people be accept like accepting that they could speak to me online. They a lot of people yes, back then that's, two years ago. Definitely. I've got to see this person face to face. And again, now it's common practice to be speaking to people all around the world and yes. like having your work- workforce in the Philippines or wherever it be. And again, it's it's, a, it's now a custom. It's now part of the norm thing to do. Um, but again, like I said, I'm in a position where I'm like, I'm, I'm here and I can do it. Uh, but again, like, I've worked hard for this to be in this position. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful, but uh, I haven't made it or anything like that. I'm, I'm all about like my work, my, my job, how I make money is all about like, my bigger lifestyle i don't want to i don't want to be like stressing myself out with clients i don't want to be a slave for work i want to live life on my terms fundamentally and that's that's how it should be
0: yeah i agree i totally agree well what's next for you are you gonna you said you don't even know where you're going to be going next month are you just
1: well i mean i've got i've got 60 days well now maybe 50 days in mexico left uh because that's the only That's the length they gave me on immigration. So uh, I will be in, uh, saying this, I will be in London on the 28th, 29th of May for a health summit. So I will be speaking there and then I would probably stay in Europe, maybe South Europe or Northern Africa uh, for a few months after that and then probably head to the United Arab Emirates again for maybe like two, three months for some clients there Um, and then probably head back again to Central America. I, I really like it in Central America. It's um, it's just very casual and laid back. I mean, I can w- walk basically around in my shorts, like basically sometimes no shoes on, and don't get really any like weird looks if I if, when I do that in <laughs> London or when I do it in the countryside of the UK or I don't know even in the UAE, which is it's it's even banned in the UAE to take your top yeah, off. Yeah,
0: my sister lived there for a couple of years. I remember yeah. it was very strict with everything. Yeah, and again yeah. like
1: you have to respect their culture and everything like that. And I do get, I can understand that But again. That's not how I want to live on my terms. So again, if I want to change something, I do something about it. So again, it's nice to be able to be free of clothes and uh, have skin in the game. And um, we'll see, we'll see where we go, but London, Europe, UAE, maybe come back here. Who knows? uh, Or maybe explore, um, uh, El Salvador as well. I don't know. Oh, Cor- Corrie- nice. yeah Cor- I know Corey's Cor-
0: down there right now, right?
1: Yeah, I think he's coming back, but he's he's been there and he's he's saying it's amazing. I went to Nicaragua, yeah. which um is I, I believe is kind of similar.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so explore that. But Nicar- Nicaragua was like probably my favorite country in the last year that I've been in just because it's the people are just haven't got anything going for them, basically. They've been stripped of all their income, like from tourism, from actually America, uh, because obviously it's un- not safe to go there. So, literally, these people have nothing. Um, but it- it's an amazing place with volcanoes, sea life, the surf, monkeys, the jungle. It- it's-, it's a beautiful place. And I-, I-, I hope like El Salvador is something similar to that. Cause um, I'd, I'd like to explore that as well.
0: Yeah. I know Corey was there definitely last week. He was posting some pictures and I was like, oh my gosh, that looks amazing. Mm. <laughs> looks really nice. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I have one more question. I, I'm curious to know what's one thing as just in your profession that you maybe kind of clung on to a belief that you clung on to for a long time that you've now completely changed your mind about. Is there anything that comes to mind?
1: Yeah, um, that would be for like resistance training and exercise. Mm -hmm. That's only like fairly recently. So when I was when I first got to the Arab Emirates, I was in Abu Dhabi and essentially uh, you needed like a pass to be able to go out uh, to do anything. And I didn't have that pass. So I can understand. You probably know why. Yeah. So um, I I didn't have that. I didn't have that pass. So I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go into the gym. So basically I didn't train for like a month, no gym, no lifting weights. And maybe I'd done some sprints and like basic like push-ups every, every few days or so. But then I went to Dubai and I had access to a gym and I literally didn't lose any strength whatsoever. Didn't change any bit of body composition. The only thing that changed in Abu Dhabi was now I started just doing crazy amounts of ice baths. and again, I think that like preserved a lot of um, muscle mass and strength from the compression of cold therapy, uh, improving uh, efficiency and uh, protein turnover. Um, so again, so back to the point. Sorry, was the being the like changing my view of like you need to train five days, four days, three days a week. And your workout needs to be two hours. And basically you're a slave to the gym for the gains or for, for your muscles. And again, it's, it's, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. If you train very smart and very well and you recover and live life on optimal terms or on optimal health, then literally these gains don't go anywhere. Your body yeah. holds on to things. Uh, like you have muscle memory. Um. And again, if you're using exercise to lose weight, you have it all backwards, basically.
0: Yes. Um,
1: It it shouldn't be like that. You should not exercise because you ate X, Y, and Z. Right. You shouldn't exercise because you want to lose like body fat. It should be your overall lifestyle which should be impacting that. Um, And again, I train because I want to feel good. I don't train because I have to do it. I train because I choose to do it. And if it's going to fit into my like my routine or my day or the time. Because again, my life is not dependent on the gym. My life's not dependent on how I physically look. It's about how I feel. And again, like, again, that's me, like practicing what I preach and like being aware of that, reflecting that. And now like, I can help clients who are like, who probably struggled with that, with the attachment of the gym. And again, coming back yes. down to dopamine levels, are they using the gym as a tool of replacing something else or ability to numb or sabotage something else. Again, if you train well, you don't need to spend a lot of time in the gym. And again, like you know, that's probably indoors under blue light. Right. Everyone's using iPhones or like got yep. two iPhones now.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: And again, that's like hellhole hell for your body. That's like hell for your body. Yeah. Um, so again, that's probably like the thi- biggest thing that I've let go of and discovered recently um again i'm the strongest i've ever been with less training um it's pretty insane like I'm, I'm really i'm like really i could see your pictures it. on
0: instagram i mean you <laughs> you're not lacking in muscle size at all
1: yeah I, I i mean it's it's pretty like i don't take creatine i don't take amino acids i i i do eat like i wouldn't say excessive amount of protein but i would probably eat like um like two times uh, my, my body weight in kilograms of protein, wow. so around about yeah. 200 grams of protein per day, around about that, maybe yeah. sometimes less. But again, I eat maybe two meals per day or two to three meals per day. Yeah. Uh, I don't care about having post-workout stuff, pre-workout stuff, into yeah, stuff. the supplements, my literally, yeah. My, my, I've let go of that and my body does what it wants. And um, yeah, just so it happens that I'm getting stronger, getting leaner, uh, but I'm also getting more healthier.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's such a great message. And that's what I kind of learned with, with the whole global situation. Cause I didn't want to go to my gym. And so I invested in some things for home and I kind of drag I, the weather here is pretty decent year round. So I can just drag everything outside and figure out how to train just outside for 45 minutes, maybe two to three times a week. And it does everything I need it to do. I don't have to go spend hours at the gym. In that unhealthy environment you know yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean
1: literally all you need is maybe a tire maybe some rope maybe a sandbag maybe a kettlebell
0: yeah
1: maybe a hammer uh, maybe a skipping rope uh it'd be nice to have like a, a barbell with a few weights on it but that's really all you need um yeah. again humans never operated in static sort of static motions, such as squats, deadlifts, we're very dynamic and our movements are dynamic. Um, and again, I think we should have been involved to be climbing trees. So again, yeah. I don't think the idea about like looking like a Hulk no. um, is, is wise for most people. But again, things such as like the Move Nat, um, I forgot, I can't pronounce his name, but I think the guy, the guy that you know as well, Irvin Le
0: Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so his, his stuff is amazing. I'm like, I would love to practice some of that stuff of yeah. climbing trees and just like being a little bit more uh, supple in my, yeah. my, my movements. Um, but again, I do like lifting heavy things and sprinting. But again, it's not costing my emotional, mental, and physical health um, and taking me away from things that really matter and things that I really want to bring into my life. Love
0: that. Awesome. Well, this has been just a really, really great conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today.
1: Thank you. You're no welcome. Yeah. No worries.
0: Yeah. And where can people find you if they want to follow you or, or work with you? What's the best way?
1: It will be my website and that would be livvitay.com. So to spell that l-i-v-e, v-i t a e E.com or Instagram. You can find me at Levite as well. So L-I-V-E-V-I-T-A-E. And yeah, I have a, uh, a blog. I have a newsletter. I have a book club. And yeah, send me a message and reach out. Say hello.
0: Cool. I'll link all that in the show notes as well. Well, thank you so much for being here today.
1: You're very welcome. Pleasure.
0: Alright guys, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode with Ryan. Please make sure you are following him over on social media. He has a lot of really great educational content and is just a really cool guy. I really did enjoy talking with him. And like I mentioned, you may want to listen to this episode again. There's a lot in here and it's easy to kind of skip over it. So I do hope the timestamps were helpful. And if you did find the episode helpful, please do take a screenshot, share it out on social media. Head on over to Apple or to Spotify now, leave me up to a five-star review, and it does help to get this information out to more people. I am still on a mission, you guys, to help people with their health and avoid using a lot of allopathic medicine, if at all possible. I think that that's a really important thing that we should be aiming to do, and I hope that this podcast helps you guys to just find more answers when it comes to your overall health. I wanna thank quickly the sponsors of today's episode. The first one is Optimal Carnivore. You can use my code carnivore, uppercase Y, to save 10% over on their grass-fed beef liver or their organ meat complex over on Amazon. We love their supplements. Take them daily here at our house and they just fill in any of those nutritional gaps that you might be missing in your diet. Also, the second sponsor, Upgraded formulas, you can use my code YOGI12 to save on anything over on their website. As you know, I'm a huge fan of their magnesium because it absorbs better than any magnesium I have ever taken before, as well as their hair tissue mineral analysis with a consultation which can help you to dial in your electrolytes, your minerals to see if that could be causing you poor sleep, muscle cramp, fatigue, any of those things can be a mineral imbalance. So thank you to those two sponsors. Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. I really do hope that you enjoyed it and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.